0: Welcome to the Bloom and Grow podcast, where we share stories of those who have grown through grief and break down barriers that isolate us in those challenging parts of our lives. We know that time doesn't heal, but intention does. There isn't a before and after in grief, but we grow through it. Many days more difficult than others. The weight of grief doesn't get any lighter, but we can get better at carrying it. This podcast isn't just for those going through something sad or difficult, but it's also for those who know someone who is by sharing tips and perspectives in how to be a better support for our loved ones that are grieving. I'm your host, Liz Fidler, and thanks for blooming and growing with us. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bloom and Grow with Liz Fidler podcast. I am your host, Liz Fidler. And today I have got Amanda Cantley on this episode. And if you are here because you follow Amanda. Just let me give you a quick background. Um, I myself was widowed in 2020 when my husband died unexpectedly of a heart attack. And I found out I was pregnant the day after the funeral with our second child. And it has been three years of a lot of, you know, intentional healing and rediscovering myself. And ultimately I hit about the two year mark and tried to decide like, what's my greater purpose? What am I trying to do here? You know, should I start a nonprofit? Should I do something in his name? We had already fully endowed a scholarship in his name at his um, alma mater. And so I started exploring ways to like start a nonprofit. And I have another podcast called the Sunny Mary Meadow Podcast with my flower farm. And I realized that to do something because I felt, you know, obligation, it just, it wasn't the right fit for me, but I did want to elevate the voices of those that are doing something else. So that's what this podcast is all about. So Amanda, I found your Instagram and was like, huh, she's cool. I want her to come up (laughs) on the podcast. And here we are. So can you please (laughs) introduce yourself, tell us, you know, who you are, what you do. And yeah, I'm excited to just have a little conversation.
1: Yes. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. I love the work that you're doing and trying to help share other people's stories and just bring more awareness to grief. I think it's so important. It's something, you know, I think that will touch all of us at some point. And so I think it's something that we need to talk about more and normalize more. And anyways, I appreciate your efforts in trying to do that. My name is Amanda Cantley. I lost my husband unexpectedly in 2021. So I'm coming up about two and a half years. When he died, my children were five and seven years old. So very young. It was a very traumatic and scary part of our life. And you know, the first year I just, you're kind of in survival mode. I mean, I think most people that have gone through this journey agree with that. You're just trying to make it day by day and so for the first year I kind of was just you know reeling and trying to figure out probate and all those types of things I kept though like getting this feeling about that I should maybe talk about my journey share my journey I tried to find young widow support and all the widow groups that I found were obviously older women which that's what we want, right? Like we don't want a bunch of young widows, but there was just no resources or support groups that kind of met the needs of young widows because we do have different challenges than older widows. And so anyways, I decided to start a community on Instagram. That's where I started called She Still Rises. It initially was to bring young widows together, but also grievers together going through all different types of losses But also to educate people about grief, because, you know, even my family and friends learned so much through our grieving process about how to support others going through grief. And so it's been a year now since I launched She Still Rises, and it's just been like a great community to support. I have formed kind of a young widows group that we meet occasionally. I feel like we haven't done it in a while because of the holidays and everything, but try to get together because we do have younger children and different needs. And some do get remarried or in different relationships now and all of those types of things. So just having, you know, other women that can relate to the same problems, I think was really important and why I wanted to start something
0: like that. I started another page, you know, bloom and grow, which I have this flower farm. I have, you know, this flower podcast. So it just, it works really well. Like, people that are trying to grow through their grief. And it's interesting. At first I thought, you know, trying to reach people that have lost someone. And then I realized that I am not a shy person. I kind of tell it like I see it. I am a nurse practitioner. I actually left my full-time career as a family practice NP about a year ago. And I just work one day a week now still doing video visits from home because I'm not going to let my license expire, obviously. But, you know, talking about that intentionality and I get so many messages when I share why I'm sad or why, why something is particularly upsetting to me. And I don't do it to be condescending. Um, It's kind of finding that balance of you know, I tell people if we get mad at everyone who doesn't know what to say, we're not going to have any friends left because we can't, right. we cannot present, you know, and, and we have the right to be mad. We have the right to say, Hey, you know what? Do better. That's BS that yeah. you know, everything happens for a reason. Like if you're still saying yeah. that, like do better, right. <laughs> but they didn't mean to hurt you. They didn't mean, right. you know, and things that people would say to me, like, especially finding out I was pregnant. The day after the funeral, what they would say versus what I heard were two very different things. You know, sure. I was like, "Well, now it makes sense." You know, just a life for a life. I'm like, "Oh, so you want my daughter to grow up thinking that the reason her dad died was so she could be born, or just you know?" And and they're like, "No, no, no, no that's not what I meant." I'm like, "Well, that's what she said." Right. Um, and so, I mean, I think it was it was around the one year anniversary that I started really sharing that I started this second Instagram account. And it's, I mean, it's a very, very engaged following. I only have like maybe 1300 people on that account, but like 1200 watch my stories every day. (laughs) Like it's a very, very, um, it's like the most engaged following. And, you know, for example, the one year anniversary, You know, I had so many people that were like, "Oh, I know that you miss him so much, and I know that this is a hard day." And I'm like, "You guys, I miss him every day. The reason today is so hard is because I am traumatically remembering the day that he died, and when I did CPR on him, and when I like when the ambulance came, and when the like and wasn't answering Mm -hmm. his phone. It's the trauma. And they're like, "Oh," and so you know, if you have someone that's, and I have so many people messaging me saying, oh my gosh, like I, I never thought about that. Cause they're like, you know, yeah, my, my friend lost her sister and she always gets, she always gets weird around the death day. And I'm like, well, she's probably not reminiscing about happy childhood memories. She's literally reliving the worst day of her life as the day goes on. And, and I've just experienced my third anniversary and it, you know, and I try to share like, we don't, it doesn't get easier, but we get better at anticipating it. We get better at distracting ourselves. We get better at, you know, carrying that weight. It doesn't get lighter. We get stronger, all the things. Absolutely. And it, it really, you know, when I first was going through like the throes of my grief, I found that every single account that I followed was either like angry. And the more you surround yourself with angry, bitter, ness that's what you start to take on like do not yeah. surround yourself with that anger or you're going to turn into that and yeah you know it breeds anger but i also wasn't ready for the like it's going to be okay like well maybe i don't want to hear that right now i mean i'll never you know, something, something in
1: between, in between. yeah
0: <laughs> something in between and so that's what i you know and i really think i'll always be something in between i don't know it's hard to describe i am truly very very happy right now i literally i'm i have built a life of happiness you know it, it's it's weird I, I love my career i love my family i love my house i'm getting remarried again like i i am just you know my friends my hobbies my like i have worked really hard to build an intentional life there's always a little bit of there's always going to be that hollowness of course i miss josh of course i would you know, go back in an instant, but that's not an option, obviously. Um, but I still think it's important to talk about just what those feelings are and that it's, it's never what you see on the surface, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, you know, I think people talk about
0: a lot, uh, the
1: stages of grief and I think you Constantly go through them. You know, I think it's like a cycle that continues. Like, you, some days you're angry. And, you know, th- so this week, for example, is a hard week for me and my daughter because her school is having a daddy daughter dance on Friday. And it's crazy because they actually started it like five months after my husband died. And then I we actually, you. right? Yeah. Right. So it was just like, doesn't who cares it's just one person right but then two other families lost dads as well it was weird in our school we had three young dads die within two years and this dance continued and so i i finally wrote the principal about it just like saying like look what's happened at our school like how can we make this a little bit more inclusive and compassionate to the girls that are having to deal with these really big losses on top of other girls that maybe don't have the greatest relationship with their dads yeah. etc so anyways it's kind of a hard week because we're still doing it um and it just brings up those secondary losses right of that my daughter doesn't want to participate in this without her dad. You know, it's her choice. She doesn't want to go without him because 99.9% of the people going are dads. You know, you can call it whatever event you want, you know, um, change the title, but we know what it's a daddy daughter dance. And so anyways, it's hard and it's kind of like brought out some anger in me about that. He's not here to do this and how unfair it is to her and, how people don't understand and like all of that kind of stuff, you know, but then I have my days where I'm like, I'm okay. I'm content. I'm feeling hopeful and all those things. And then there's some days that I'm just really sad. And so I think just kind of depending on like the triggers and what's going on, all those different emotions can be brought up.
0: So I live in the middle of central Minnesota. Where are you at? By the way, Houston, Okay. In Texas, Um, yes. Ah, we were just, well, we were just in Dallas actually a couple of weeks ago. Anyway. uh, Oh yeah. That was for Worth, which is not by Houston, but it's in Texas. (laughs) Anyway, so like hunting is really big around here and Mm. they call like hunting deer opener weekend. It's literally called Widow's Weekend because the husbands go hunting. And I actually was like with my flower farm, I was a couple of years ago, I was doing like a pop-up event at one of the boutiques for like porch pots or whatever. And like I just literally it was like Liz from Sunny Mary Meadow's gonna be here. And like that was on their Instagram. And then the very next post was like, and the weekend before that we're celebrating Widow's weekend. And oh but then this weekend is Liz. And I'm like, oh that's really bad because everyone knows who I am and like that looks really bad on your part. And I was pretty mad and like people were like screenshotting and sending it to me. I'm like yeah, I know there's, there's not a lot of awareness happening there. Like, well, I'm glad some it, people actually yeah. recognize oh, people do like, like, and it was just, and you know, it's just those things. And it's like, I don't know. I try not to be like, it's such a hard balance because it's this combination of like wanting to teach people to do better, but also realizing that like the world doesn't evolve around me, the world, or it doesn't revolve and it doesn't evolve around me Either yeah. one. And, you know, teaching my daughters that like, Yep, like there's going to be this daddy daughter dance, but you know, it's, it's just finding this balance of like, do I want it to stop because I lost my husband? And you know, like that's not okay. But then at the same time, like, no, that's not okay. That's not what that word means. Your husband didn't die. You know, it's kind of like, you know, single yeah, parent I, or soul parent or whatever it might right. be. There's
1: use the word wife. You are a wife and yeah. you should be happy that you are a wife. Yeah. You're not exactly. a widow. And it's funny you brought that up because I had a friend, one of like her friends had posted on social media, like hunting widows. And I was like, I'm sorry, yeah. you are not a widow, you know? And so I actually did a post about why we shouldn't make light of the word widow, because when you really think of the word widow, like, what does it mean? It means that your spouse died, like Mm -hmm. a person died and your husband doing a sport or a job or whatever it is, like hunting widow, fishing widow, football widow. I've heard them all. That's something they're choosing to do in excess. And I know that can be hard having them gone and kind of annoying, right? Like I, I used to be a wife that had a husband that did lots of stuff too, that like, I would have to like then take on the load myself, but you are not a widow. And we shouldn't make light of that word because it's such a painful word, you mm-hmm. know, like no one wants to be a widow. So I don't know why anyone wants to try to claim the word and yeah. and make light of it, yeah. you, you know, you because want, it's a hard... You want to do it
0: for a day? You want? To do it for yeah, day? it's a
1: hard journey. I mean, it's not, there's nothing light about the word widow, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's just bringing awareness to people, like, think about the words that you're using, you know, mm-hmm. like, and how... It can affect other people and make other people feel because we do have a hard journey. And trying to compare the two is kind of like what, what's the point of that? Yeah, it's interesting.
0: I do think that even using my platform to we have some episodes coming out within the podcast. We're doing like a three-part mini-series, and I'm calling it get your shit together. And the part one, one of one of my late husband's best friends is an insurance agent and financial advisor. And gonna yeah. talk about life insurance. And I mean, even like if she's listening right now, I, she knows that I'm mad about it. But like my sister and her husband still don't have life insurance policies outside of their work. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, you I'm sure know, there's a ton of people I know that don't either. <laughs> I know. And it's like, you guys, I would have had to sell my house. I would have had to sell my house and probably move in with my parents like i don't well, know there's some I mean. people that don't
1: even have wills they don't have anything exactly. and i'm like listen i get you think you're young and nothing will happen but guess what stuff happens yep. exactly. so and get your shit exactly. together and
0: and <laughs> yeah so that's part 1 and then part 2 is yep will and trust and even like you know like so the will and then the step further and i i mean i'm sure you explored this but like It was a very real eye opening of okay, now if something happens to me, right? What happens to my kids? And once they turn 18, now they just Mm -hmm. get all these like no, we're gonna put that in a trust and make someone be the executor because absolutely that's a dumb idea. Like to let them have access to you know, whatever then you own a farm now, like that's not a good idea. Yeah. Anyway, and so just like what that looks like and what that means in those really uncomfortable conversations that like honestly the introduction to them is me saying all right guys I know this is uncomfortable I know this isn't romantic I know you don't want to talk to the to your spouse about this so I will do the talking I will do the uncomfortable part push play while you're driving and just shut up and listen to what I have to say and there's links to get you started because that's a great idea everybody dies everybody dies part three is you know kind of the death box the death folder all those things Okay, we're going to pause this episode. I want you when I'm done talking, don't hit pause right now because you won't know what to do, but as soon as I'm done talking, I want you to hit pause and I want you to go into this episode and I would love if you would rate this show with a 5-star rating because that is how podcasts are successful. The algorithm what the, you know, wherever you listen the platform of maybe it's Spotify, maybe it's Apple, maybe it's Amazon, they can keep track of what episodes have a lot of downloads. And that's where, you know, if some people are liking it, they assume other people are going to like it because they want people using their streaming service. So if you are enjoying this, go and rate us. Please, please, please. Shows with a higher rating get pushed out more because they think, well, if these people like it, other people will like it. Plus, if you're looking for a show to listen to and you're like, oh, well, it has four two-star ratings. I don't think I'm going to do that one but if it has a hundred five-star ratings, yeah, more likelihood of listening. So it would really mean a lot to us if you could just hit pause, go and give us a rating, and then come back and finish listening. Thank you so much. I mean, obviously we were not prepared for my husband's death in a lot of ways, but actually I would say we were probably more prepared than 99% of people he had, I don't know, there were just so many little weird things that we had talked about. You know, he had a, he had a note tab in his phone. He read this book called Eat That Frog and we both did it. And it's like a, it's like a task management for like busy people. Like we both live by it because we both are very career driven. And so literally like in there, he had like his to-do list for the month of like bills that needed to be paid, things that he had to follow up on, like whether or not he cashed the rent check for like some of our farm ground, and, like just like little weird yeah. things like that that I'm like, like when I found it in his phone the next week, I'm like, well, this is convenient. <laughs> like, yeah. like I literally have a to-do list from my husband of like a ends to tie up on. Like, again, like, do I recommend that everyone have that? No, but at the same time, like something that, yeah. made, that made some of my life a little bit, easier you know just whatever that means and if it's a list of passwords uh you know just the passwords oh my gosh I still don't have the password to his email (laughs) and so like I've had yeah I had one bill go to collections and I was really pissed about that because I was in the middle of building my house and my you yeah, know. it's it's Hot so many, many things for 65 dollars, so that's cool. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I there's so he's, many he's things, haunting I mean, them. he's haunting them. Yeah. Like, like I told them that. I'm like you and they're like, Well, we sent an email. I'm like, where'd you email it? And they're like, JP Fiddler, SJU at hotmail.com. Like, well, my husband, yeah, like, he's been off the account for two years. Can't and, check his email. And they're like, but... Well, we already sent it to collections, so there's nothing we can do. I like, pay the bill. I'm like, well, and if you dinged thing. my you, credit score. I'm so mad.
1: <laughs> like, I know. You go through like the the business after death that you have to deal with is insane. Yeah. I mean, I'm still dealing with it. I told you earlier I had to go to the bank today finally to like redo our our joint accounts and credit cards mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I mean, we're I'm almost at two and a half years since losing yeah. him and there's still things. It took yeah. me forever to change his truck title and all. Yes.
0: All this stuff. but That is the last thing little... is one of our trucks, one of our farm yes. trucks, one, one of our farm yes.
1: trucks. Like I all have to go stuff. downtown it's like four times. Yeah. It, it's a pain. And so that's yeah. what I always tell people too is like we had a will and we had to do probate and all the fun things that you have to do. But after we were done with all of that, I went and got an estate plan. And so it is like So easy now when I die hopefully old and gray my kids will have just like this binder that says everything they have full access it's easy it's done you're still gonna have to go and like change the track title or whatever but at least it like lightens the load yeah not having you know yeah so important
0: yeah and I I mean I actually had a conversation um some it's the woman who runs the evermore for all Instagram account, but she actually is doing a lot of advocacy, like with Congress and trying to get like bereavement resources and laws passed, which is yeah. amazing. Like you will find, you'll probably listen to this episode as a fellow widow and like want to get involved. Like at the end, I'm like, well, here's my number. Like, I want to help. Cause I, I do. Yeah. And, and she talks about like, just you know i i share that like i'm doing really well it's been 3 years i i got into therapy right away i had resources where i could take a couple months off of work i had you know friends and family that were so supportive like i had i had everything in my corner i had all the resources to do stuff like one of my late husband's best friends is a tax attorney one is a like i had all these like just i yeah, had a person sure. yeah to go to for everything. Um yeah. And you know, like one of his friends came over and literally just like set up all my bills on auto pay for me. Like just like help. Like I had I had my cousin's an attorney. Like, yeah, I again like so much support. And it still sucked and was so bad. Yeah. It was so hard. And I had all those resources. And like she talked about there's a statistic. She said there's a um, one million kids nationwide who qualify who should be getting like they're whoever's care caring for them qualify for social security death benefits but they're not yeah. receiving them because they just they don't know they don't know and like yeah and the the system you know they send letters they don't call they you know and if there's no address if there's no way to get a hold of them a million kids aren't getting now and, 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 and those are those are and I was like oh but are they ones who don't qualify because you know, they didn't have enough working hours and stuff. She's like, no, no, no. These are a million kids whose, whose parents paid into the system and they're not getting it because of just falling through the cracks. Like those
1: terrible
0: that it's just like, okay. Like I, and so I do think that there is probably related to social media. There is, um, more awareness and more, you know, like accounts like yours and, um, yeah. Yeah. So, how do like them- even me? I didn't yeah. know. I mean, I had a
1: family member tell me about survivors' benefits. I had no idea about them, and I wouldn't probably have known unless somebody told me, yeah. you know, or <laughs> that I randomly saw it on social media. But it's so important to know all of those things, mm-hmm. just so you are educated. If something, God forbid, happens, mm-hmm. that you have resources and know what to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, and just even you know, she said that there's like not really tracking of statistics of, you know, what happens to bereaved people that have lost someone, you know, cause it, it's so hard to track, especially sure. as we know that, you know, family, non-traditional families exist, you know, like there's, you know, just maybe they weren't married or maybe they weren't, you know, whatever it might be, right. your mom or sure. something, but trying to track that. And she's like, but we do know that like statistically if you lose a spouse you're much more likely to die of alcoholism or you know like there are some statistics out there like that but there's a lot of gray area in the middle like you know, there just aren't a lot of studies out there of someone who loses a parent at a young age you know the odds of them graduating high school is less or whatever it might be and so they're they're just putting a lot of efforts into that's wonderful yeah so yeah. yeah, like, it's just, it's, it's very interesting. So let's talk about when did you start your account on Instagram? Like, you know, just, I don't know. Cause that's, that's, so your primary, you know, platform. And like, we talked about it beforehand. A lot of what I do is elevate the voices of those that are doing something as a resource to help those that are grieving. And it doesn't have to be death. It doesn't have to be lot. It could be the loss of you know, it could be divorce, it could be, you know, a job loss. Like that's kind of the point of my podcast here. And, you know, you kind of were like, well, I don't really have like a nonprofit or like a, you know, a anything for anyone to like buy. And like, that's okay. That's if, if all, and I use that word lightly, if all you're doing is having this account and a place for people to go, like maybe that's what a lot of people need. Maybe that is their therapy is scrolling through their phone after their kids go to bed because they don't have the capacity to do anything else other than read these quotes and feel not alone because someone out there gets it.
1: Yeah. So I started She Still Rises. It's just been a year. So I started at January 1st in 2023. I originally wanted to bring a group of young widows to like have a platform where young widows could kind of find each other. And I was trying to recruit some throughout Houston. Unfortunately, I knew somebody in my sorority who had lost her husband and just through friends, people were kind of connecting me because you know, my church had a widows group, which I actually went to this Christmas. They had like a holiday sing and I was by far the youngest widow there. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's okay. Like I, I actually liked being around those women and hearing their stories and all that kind of stuff but there were certain challenges obviously as a young widow that I didn't really feel like I could re- they could relate and so anyways I started She Still Rises as to bring those widows together within Houston but also just raise awareness about grief because I had learned you know I I've had losses throughout my life. I've had people that have had traumatic losses throughout life, but I did not understand what I know about grief now back then until actually going through the loss. And so I just felt like it was so important to kind of try to educate people about grief and also how you can support people who are grieving because it is going to touch every single one of us. And so we need to be prepared. Ourselves, but also for others that are dealing with terrible losses, and so it was a great way I thought to start on social media, and it just really took off. And I, you know, have been really happy with the following within the last year. Um, I've had some partnerships with like Hope Media, launched a Hope Widows program that I was a part of. But what they found is they wanted people to pay for memberships, but A lot of widows, especially when you first lose somebody, you don't have all this extra income, right? Like you're the sole provider. You're now, especially if you have children, like all those things. And so then they made it like a a free place to go, which I thought was like fantastic. And so just really trying to build support for young widows or just having a place to go, like kind of like you said, where there's somebody that can, that that relates to you that you feel like you you see them make a post and you're like gosh that's exactly how i feel and you don't feel alone you feel like there's other people in the world that understand you and understand your journey and i just think that is in itself is so important because i think as a widow it can be so isolating. You can feel like you are on this little island and everyone else is living their lives and doing the things. And you're kind of like watching your life how it used to be like through others, but you feel so different. Cause you know, for me personally, I'm not the same person I was before the loss. So you feel different. You lost your person, your life looks different and that can feel really isolating. You can feel really alone. And so I just thought, building this community to have other people that you could, you know, lean on that you can listen to and feel like, man, I'm not alone in this and, mm-hmm. it, and it's yeah. hard and it sucks, but at least there's other people that understand. And mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. important.
0: Yeah. I, I joke that, you know, if my, cause I'm, I'm getting remarried and I, if, congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, that, you know my sister pointed out she's like your relationship with Brent and your relationship with Josh are so different I'm like it's because I'm a different person like no. I I changed you know and I joke I'm like oh. can you not and I'm like well no. if Josh were to come back I'm like I don't know that he'd like this meme like he'd, he'd like me and he'd be proud of me and like see my sure. evolve and see my change but like mm, I think we'd argue about a few things now <laughs> like I'm a lot more diplomatic and assertive. and I mean, I always have been kind of, but now I mean, but I had to I have to like I have to learn to stand up for X, y, z and take on all the role and all the weight. and you know, my relationship with Brent, my fiance, like I mean, he is, yeah, it's just it's just so different. It's so and he just like he just you know like he, you know, i I was this like strong independent person who made it very clear that, like, I like you and I like spending time with you and I'm spending time with you because you make me happy and you're fun, but like, I don't need you, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean? and to, to have that confidence. And he's like, that was attractive, you know, in some ways, like whereas some like, ha- you know, having that strength of, I mean, to date and be with a widow, like it's, I'm
1: sure it's very challenging. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's yeah. probably a lot of emotions. You know, there's some young widows I follow on social media that I see have also, you know, remarried or gotten engaged. And I'm like, I can only imagine the tug of your heart. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. just, yeah, and, it's, know, yeah, and it's complicated.
0: Going and it's, I have been blessed in that my fiance now was a friend of my late husband's. And so a lot of people knew both well I didn't know him as well as a lot of other people like in our circle like he was yeah. kind of like one degree moved friend but like we hung out in a group a lot there are a lot of people who knew Josh well and who knew Brent well and you know it's just so I had a lot of people that were incredibly supportive of it right away and I mean to my face I've had I've not had any like like I mean I I've been told that like some people say that I moved on too soon, or whatever it might be. And again, but like <laughs> nobody to my face is say, you know. And in fact, right. like, I mean, everyone has been very like, we just want you happy, and we see that yeah. you're happy, and that's what's best for my daughters. And, you know, knowing that, you know, that's what Josh wants. But yeah, that's a whole other just. Yeah, that, it could be a whole other podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, you know, I never dated. Like we just, like, it just kind of happened. Yeah. And then it was yeah. like, well, if we're going to do this, we're doing this. Like you're moving right. in. How do you date right. a single mom? Like well, I, I, ain't got, I ain't got time to get a babysitter every time we're going to hang out. Like, yeah, well,
1: you know? and do you think that helps you? Like that he knew your, ex, oh, your late husband? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, just knowing like,
1: the whole situation. The whole and, situation.
0: Yeah. yeah. Honoring sure him helpful. and respecting yeah. him. I mean, like honestly, and, you know, going forward, the decisions for my daughters, like there's three people, there's three people that get an opinion. And sometimes we outnumber my late husband. Sometimes, sometimes it's, sometimes it's me and Josh against Brent's opinion. Sometimes it's me and Brent's opinion, knowing that like, mm, Josh wouldn't agree with this, but sorry, there's, you know, you're outvoted us two think. Yeah. What's best and you know, or just whatever it might be. And actually sure. he, I I find him maybe defending Josh more than more than you would think. Like if I all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm so mad, why did he do this? And you know, whatever it might be. And he's like, okay, he's not here to stand up for himself, so I have to stand up for him. <laughs> like, Whose side are you on? And he's like, I, I gotta be on Josh's side because someone has yeah. to, you know, it's it's and yeah, we just joke about like, it's funny. Yeah, it's yeah, it's weird yeah, I'm going to include, you know, your Instagram handle in the episode notes, how they can find you. But I just, I love and appreciate the work that you're doing. And
1: do
0: you write most of the quotes? Do you have a team? Do you? Uh, It's just me. Um,
1: Well, I will say this. I write everything. And then I have a dear friend of mine who I like joke with her and say, she's my editor, but she is a wonderful writer herself. And so I always just we worked together. That's how our friendship grew. And I love having a second set of eyes on things. So yeah, she's yeah. like my editor. Yep. Um, but yeah, it all comes from me. Um, and just my journey. And I think sharing my journey, if it can help one person, then it's worth it. And exactly.
0: Yeah, well, it has helped me. So I appreciate Thank it. You. Yeah. So and I would love to stay in touch, you know, yes. like, you know, maybe We'll see. I mean, if I, I, I wish I had to, like, it kind of ebbs and flows. Like sometimes I've had other people on here and they're like, well, you probably saw like what I posted last week. I'm like, no, I didn't. And that's okay. Like we don't all have time to just like follow each other. You know, it's like, I know exactly. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And sometimes we're not our own like target person that's following and that's okay. But, you know, as things, you know, come across and inspired, I'd love to have you back on again. And yes,
1: absolutely. And thank you for all the work you're doing and letting people have a voice and also having a place to go and to listen and to feel like they're not alone. It's so important. So
0: keep it up. Thank you you for listening to the Bloom and Grow with Liz Fiddler podcast. You can find us at bloomandgrow.llc on Instagram and and Fiddler on Facebook. We're always looking for stories of those who have gone through the trenches of grief and found a way to keep blooming and growing through it. So if you have an idea for an episode, please send us an email, liz at sunnymerrymeadow.com and tell us what you think. You can also go to our website, www.bloomandgrowwithliz.com and sign up for our email list. You'll find all of that information in the episode notes. Thanks for being here. Bloom and Grow.